Hey Ninja Squad, welcome to the Tenfold Podcast and I'm your host, Rachel Everington, wife, mother, agency owner, and entrepreneur, lover of coffee, music, and organization. I'm here to help people better and empower themselves to create and build an amazing life and career that they want and dream of by having powerful conversations, sharing other stories, providing motivation and inspiration that your dreams and passion is possible. Every month, our guests and I will be sharing our stories, our perspectives, and our knowledge on productivity, mindset, money, relationships, mental health, basically anything from light to heavy topics. I'll be dropping new episodes every first and third Tuesday of the month, so make sure to hit that subscribe button. Squad, welcome back to the Tenfold Podcast. So today is very exciting for me because I actually have one of my ninjas on this episode, and she is a wonderful um, team member that has been on my team for almost two years. Um, and her name is Dana Johnson. So she's a true Southern Belle. I love that, and she really is. You can hear the accent strongly <laughs> when I had hired her. Um, lover of tabletop games and sunny afternoons spent in the mountains. Her biggest fear is speaking in front of crowds, but I'm glad that she's here on this podcast. She prefers to be successful from the sidelines. She's a problem solver and always tries to be two steps ahead of potential ha- uh, potential happiness stealers. Her sincere hope is to help you make sense of all your workflows, create a seamless blueprint of growth, and elevate your goals into reality. So just a few fun facts about her, which I always love seeing, is she regularly attempts to nurture her quote-unquote green thumb with a variety of plants around her house. I totally understand that. I kill all my plants, by the way. Her favorite travel story is hiking through Ireland with a dear friend, and she longs to go back one day. She has a strong love for sandwiches and smoothies, and she prefers cats over dogs, which I'm the opposite. I prefer dogs over cats. So Dana, welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. Um, So today, y'all, we are talking about Triple Balancing Act. So being happy in your personal progress, you know, not getting lost in another person's path and juggling all the things in life. So what I had even mentioned in her bio actually is she's a single mama of three. She has her own business. She's still working her nine to five. So that is why we're talking about the triple dowsing act here. All right. So Dana, welcome. Hi. So let everybody know how you got started as an entrepreneur. What led you to make that decision and and jump right into this um, entrepreneurial world? Well, I think I've always had that mindset. I remember before I even, basically before Google, which my son likes to point out to me all the time that I'm older than Google, but when I was in middle school, one of my favorite shows was Gilmore Girls. And oh, yes. mm-hmm. Lorelai ran that in and made it seem so fun. And she got to be with her kids. And even at that young age, I was like, that's going to be me. I want to be that mom that's fun to be around and does all the things. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wanted to be an innkeeper. That's what kind of started it. I wanted to own my own business at that age. And every decision, like through middle school and high school, kind of led 
to that path. I remember mm -hmm. talking to counselors, like what uh, career paths, what schools, like where do I need to focus on? And so that led me to hospitality management, which led me to learning all the ins and outs of like how to handle customers, how to talk to people at various levels, all the things. And then um, fast forward several years, several moves throughout the Carolinas. Um, I got married and mm -hmm. had a son, my firstborn, and decided we were going to keep me at home because childcare was expensive even back then. But I didn't want to completely stop working. So I launched um, a business, an event planning business, to kind of, in theory, step stone towards owning an inn. And that's kind of like where the the bug bit me more or mm -hmm. less um starting that um mm -hmm. then fast forward again i got divorced and needed to find something that was very family friendly to keep me in my kids lives um because with all the things going on like it was going to be an emotional roller coaster and i didn't want to be as much as i love hotels those hours are awful um, either till 11, 12 o'clock at night, sometimes mm -hmm. later and if it goes longer um, with setup and cleanup and it's very detailed. So I just started looking for anything and everything that kept me at work during the day. So then at night, at least after five, I would be home and present as much as I could because my oldest son was very much used to me being around him all day every day so i needed to find something with that option um so that's kind of what led me here um a lot of life learning stones to turn over and test out i love that and <clears throat> so you found the va world right and um as we both know you and i that i mean this was i don't know when you found the va world but i found the va world basically in 2016 when i a couple of months in and that's when i had like left my corporate job but um it was very just va like there was no particular like expertise or niche like not, not a lot of people were talking about it like all I heard was just VA and then you just go. <laughs> mm -hmm. And then that really just um, encompassed mainly administrative tasks, right? And so um, for you, when you started and you found the VA world, was that something that you were just gearing towards too? Or were you looking to take the what you loved about um, hospitality and event planning into the online space um, once you found the VA world? Honestly, the VA world literally fell into my lap. It was not something I had really thought about. I know I, I had looked at remote opportunities before, but a lot of the things you at the time saw were like customer service or like mm -hmm. phone calls, a lot of things like that, um, which was fine, but I still had children in the background. So I was trying to find an alternative and my nine to five boss actually mentioned before the pandemic even hit that there are agents who use office managers remotely. So like I could, he would essentially, he offered 
um, with childcare expenses, we were kind of talking at a review mm-hmm. that he would pass my information on so I could essentially help more than one agent. And it was that mindset that I was like, oh, let me dive into that a little bit more because that's amazing. Yeah. And it was through that rabbit hole of sorts that I found the VA world. And like, there's people that really focus on supporting businesses, but remotely. So that was exciting to find. So I really like dove in. I found that in like January, February, and it was within two or three weeks that I struggled creatively to come up with business name and then launched. As soon as it was available, I found one that was available and I really liked. And that's the name and we're going with it and we're just rolling with the punches. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Didn't look back. Now with those things though, that is different from what you do with me in our team. Right. So what do you say of like people when they say like, oh, you got a niche down, you got a niche down. You mentioned like, you don't believe, really believe in being married to any particular niche. So let's talk about, a little bit more about that. Like, what are your thoughts and, and insight to that? Um, I think it really, if you, I get the idea and the importance of niching, but I don't like niching into any one particular business. So when I first launched, so I would do have a background in insurance just to kind of put that out there. So that's where the idea came from. But when I decided to launch my business, I was married to the idea that I was going to support wedding creatives because Mm -hmm. I learned real quick in those networking um, groups that wedding designers or the more creative um, individuals really lack the ability or the desire to handle the logistics of the day-to-day support to keep things running smoothly. It does not bring them joy. So, but it does me. So I was like, it's going to be yin and yang over here. They get to focus on their passion. And then I get to do all the logistics that I love, but I still get to stay in the wedding space because I love love. And I love watching people get married and like seeing all the Pinterest perfect pictures. I just can't create them myself. So I thought it was going to be the best of two worlds. Um, but then through my journey, I don't have, I have one wedding client, but all my others are bookkeepers, insurance agents. I help um, talent search um, acquisitions companies. So it's just, if I had stayed married to that one niche of wedding creatives I never would have gotten to where I am now of helping other businesses I have amazing clients I get to see like diversity growing I get to see so many people breaking boundaries and I don't think I would have found that if I had decided to like tunnel vision on Mm -hmm. weddings yeah as amazing as they are I don't think I would have grown as a person like I've dived into LinkedIn. And so now I'm working on not necessarily a course, but like a mastermind of helping other small businesses build brand awareness with LinkedIn, as opposed Mm -hmm. to kind of stepping away from Facebook and stepping away from Instagram. Those are two amazing platforms, but my clients don't necessarily need them. They need LinkedIn. And so I've been diving into that and the life learning that I love to do. I'm learning new skills. I love that. 
And I had been the same way as well too. I never really niched down until this day, I still don't. <laughs> and I think because too, for me, I get bored easily. I love knowing the variety of people and clients and team members and the different types of work that we do, right? And I think you can uh, attest to this as well. Like right now we're working with a, a small corporate client and the things that we do for them isn't necessarily similar to, you know, the last big corporate client that we were working with, you know, so every business is going to look different. And I think with our team, what's so great about it is that um, we get to see those changes, we get to have that variety as well. And it may, and it doesn't feel like, you know, a typical nine to five type of job where it's always like the same thing every day, right? So that's always nice to see too and making those shifts. And then also plus our team is the best. Like, let's just put it out there. <laughs> yes, I like, um, it was very like mind-blowing and inspiring. I remember talking to one of the team members when I first joined, like in one of our um, weekly syncs or monthly syncs, I was messaging on Sundays like, this is just amazing. Everything's so positive. I don't have this anywhere else. She's like, yeah, it took me a while to get used to as well. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I don't ever want to leave. So yeah. I'll be here forever. <laughs> you just stay forever, Dana. <laughs> um, and yeah, I, I really do. I do love our team too. And, and I, I, for me, I think what was really important when I started my business was like um, everything that I experienced in previous jobs too, to take what um I loved about working in 95s and implementing that, that into my business and then and understanding or being aware of the things that I didn't like either and making sure that if possible, I can move forward and growing a business with a team um, to support me and still it being positive and that, that they mattered and that, you know, it is a more of a collaborative team versus like a because they're all contractors. So it's a CEO to CEO that we're working together, right? Not a employee to boss mindset. Mm -hmm. So um, I really love that. Um, let's talk about too with our businesses. Um, I know that in general, since the, the, the day that the point that we started, even the last year and a half with the world of the pandemic, um, you know, there's this huge wave of new business owners and new wave of VAs or people in our industry. And so that the way some people do business and the way people look, look at success is just different. At least that's how I feel anyways, when I first started. So let's talk about like letting go of the pressure of being like successful and, and trusting the process. How does success look like to you? And um dive a little bit deeper on trusting the, that process because initially most people don't um and then depending on who they hire as a business coach or a mentor you know that is a mindset shift so let's talk about your your first off let's talk about your um definition of being success, successful um i I guess to start, I don't base my success on the amount of money that I'm bringing in. I mean, it does help. And so yes. it, it relieves stress, mm -hmm. but I don't, it's never been 
Like I've never been fueled by, oh, I have to make a million dollars or this or six (laughs) figures, this and that. I mean, it's great to have, and I look forward to the day, but my success, especially within the last few months has always been about the balance that I can create. So am I one, getting enough rest? A lot of self-care has been my focus this year, especially after how last year roller coaster went. Um, I've been really focused on mental health and more gentle parenting. I did find, unfortunately, that going through a divorce and trying to juggle all the things, like I immediately started, I was yelling more. I was angry. I was frustrated. I didn't, I did not have a lot of joy. I loved my kids, but it was, it was very hard. And Mm -hmm. so focusing on balance is how I view success. Am I able to stop work? Am I able to provide for my kids, but I'm able to stop work so that I can be present in their lives. Cause that was the whole point when we got separated was that's where I need to go. So I didn't, I guess in a fact, in a sense, I niched down on that idea, Yeah, <laughs> but um, I, I love that my fear of failure is stronger than my fear of embarrassment. So like, I'm always trying to do things. Like I'm not, I'm, I'm usually a yes person. So Mm -hmm. my success is, did I say yes to something today? Like, did I try something new? Did I learn something new? Did I, whatever that is, I I like challenges and I want to be able to pass that on to my kids that even though life hands you a bunch of crap, that Mm -hmm. still get up we dust ourselves off and we keep moving forward um sometimes we're crying when we're moving forward sometimes and that's okay we're my like we don't really fully know what we're going to see when we go forward because we don't have like the in picture visualized Mm -hmm. but like we have to move forward we have to make changes we have to adapt we have to pivot and so my ability to do that is to create that balance is my idea of success and a very long winded way of saying it. Yeah. And, and um, to get to that point too, I mean, you have to also surround yourself like with positivity and um, be surrounded by growth-minded, like-minded individuals. So how did you kind of look for that? Or how did you shift your lifestyle to ensure that you are surrounded by those type of people versus the negativity of um, trying to juggle it all in the midst of a divorce? I definitely learned to cut certain people or certain organizations that I was trying to tie myself to that in a perfect world or on paper was where I was supposed to be. Um, I definitely, it was hard to accept. And some of the conversations I still am not comfortable having. I'm working on that, but we did, I got, I signed up for a family therapist. So like, not just my son, but I got, we were doing it together as well as separately so that we can take what we learned and bring it together. I learned, I also honestly, will say I am very blessed with the people that I have in my lives. Um, I have the, had the same group of friends since 
elementary school almost. Um, and if we had been at the same school, I'm pretty sure we would not be friends because going (laughs) through those awkward teenage years, like that we were just in very different circles. I was a band geek. I did not do sports. I no. <laughs> I, was almost very, I was very emo like I listened to a lot of punk rock yeah. stuff um but then my friends they were athletes and in theater and cheerleaders and I was like we are not the same person but somehow each week like at church of all places like we came together and all those pressures kind of went away so we got to know who each other was like deep down mm-hmm. and then as we grew and our lives changed we somehow stayed in contact and we still to this day have a rolling group chat texting where we if we're having a rough day we say it um if we're trying new things we're doing like we're cheering each other on where we have that circle even now actually before this started I messaged them and I was like I'm nervous (laughs) (laughs) no this is happening and and they I immediately got like waves of encouragement that it's going to be great and they're going to check it out and all the things um but even like no matter where life is what we're going on like we just are very accepting of the different ways that our lives are but we also celebrate those as well Mm, I totally agree with that and um I'm exactly the same way I I was answering these kind of like journaling prompts the other day about like Um, my relationships inside of work and outside of work Mm -hmm. and they both encompass the same thing everyone around me shares the same like morals and values like the inner core of the human right Mm -hmm. and um, they can have a different belief system than I do it doesn't matter it's just a matter of like looking and respecting and loving each other as a human being right I, I think most of if we look at the work side of things um I have like three friends who well one of them was from my last corporate job but the other two were like online friends they be, they're they're I have close relationships with them one of them is really like my best friend and I've never met her in person right which is Elisa her operations manager um <laughs> and it is we have different points of view like we'll have different points of view of religion politics um whether we are pro-vaccine or not pro-vaccine, and it doesn't matter, we're still we're still respecting our, our each other's morals and values and our beliefs and, and so on and opinions, right? And I think um, to me, I think I value those type of friendships more just because I know at the end of the day that it's really just a real true, true love human connection. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I, I always joke with them like, oh, we're so close yet so far, you know? <laughs> yeah. And so I love that, um, type of relationship that we were able to foster and grow. Right. And it's very mental stimulating too. Like I love those open question or, um, open conversations where like, you know, if they are, I'm only saying vaccine because that's the, the whole big trend conversation right now but like you know whether they're pro or not pro vaccine I don't care what your opinion is or what where which side of the fence you land on I just want to have an open conversation and I would love to know 
why do you believe in that? What are your reasonings behind it? And I'm able to respect that no matter what their answer is. Um, and even same with like politics and religion. I don't care who you voted for. I don't care what you believe in, you know, explain to me. I'm always open to learning. And mm -hmm. I think sur being surrounded by those type of people, um, even if they don't share the same beliefs as you, I think can help you grow as a person. It has definitely been probably my biggest helper since the divorce is having them because they're the ones that I would communicate with them. And they pointed out a lot of the things that I kind of needed to work on because I just wasn't seeing it because I'm usually the because I have children like trolls, Poppy or Elsa um, mm -hmm. or Anna from Frozen. Yeah. Like the sun is up. So I'm up. So like, I'm always constantly on the go. I don't like sitting still. I actually just bought a treadmill that goes under my desk. So I can walk while I work. Nice. Because I don't like sitting still. And I was messaging them. And I was like, yo, I actually slept till like nine, which for most people is probably normal. But for me, it's a big deal. Yeah. Because the sun had been up <laughs> and I just couldn't get out of bed. And they're like, they pointed out the very obvious you are depressed and you should go you need to talk to someone like you need to work through whatever it is that's going on and i i don't think a, like a base new acquaintance would have ever done that but because mm -hmm. we have that respect for each other like it was just it helped it made such a big difference and then it i hope like it continues yes. <laughs> regardless of where life takes us like i look forward to having that structure—not not a structure but like a a foundation to kind of fall on when life gets crazy i love that so with the tri triple balancing act that you had to do how does that look like how did it look like then versus now I used to try and keep everything separate. So I batch things for my peace of mind and my sanity. Um, I color code all the things. And like on Mondays we do this, this, this. Um, and on Tuesdays we clean here. And on the Wednesday we do that. Like I just kind of break it up so it's not all overwhelming. But I still had like five calendars I had to keep track of. I finally accepted defeat and I put them all on one Google calendar um, and everything is color coded. That's honestly how, so I take all the, the birds I view and I bring it all together um, on one screen. I'm actually looking at it now. It looks like a rainbow because <laughs> each client is color, has their own color. So at any given point I can look up and instantly like, all right, it is my time to mentally shift to this client for 15 minutes, 20 minutes, and then the next client or whatever and not have breaks um mm -hmm. i factor in like hard stops they are in gray so when if i see gray like whatever i'm working on needs to stop for the next hour and a half two hours so i can go clean my house or <laughs> spend time with my kids or whatever it is that i need to do um so mentally physically have... and emotionally how how are you now versus you know before i'm not perfect at it by no means i still get overwhelmed but i have learned to rely on a lot of the um technology today so instead of hustling all three children by myself to the grocery store i have them delivered 
um, so that instead of us running around store or me having to fuss a lot, they get to play and get their energy out with me and someone else is bringing me my groceries so that they can eat and then not be ravenous and angry when they're hungry. Yeah. <laughs> um, Do you feel that you're emotionally at peace now compared to, you know, when you were in the eye of the storm of divorce and, and trying to figure it all out and juggling it all? I, yes, I 100% do. I still have days um, where I listen to certain songs that let my anger out and like, not necessarily, I don't want to say petty, but like that petty mindset of, Mm -hmm. I hope he gets what he's like, what he deserves (laughs) type things. Cause that's just not who I am as much as I would like. (laughs) I say it, but like, if it actually happened, I would feel like horrible and I would go and help. Um, co-parenting is very big for both of us um we want it was when we separated we both agreed that we want them to see the good things we don't want them to see this as a bad thing as sad as it may be so we still talk about he's remarried so we talk about how amazing his their bonus mom is and what she brings to the table she's great oh, I love she loves that. The kids. So like, bonus mom. it's one of those I still am like mm, some days <laughs> like I'm just I'm anxious for for my time but yeah. I've one of my mind shifts with the emotional balance is recognizing that I'm enough whether yes. I get to find someone in this life or in this season of life or if I have to wait five, 10 years, I'm enough right now. I'm their mom and I'm here to be their mom. I'm here to be their friend. I'm here to be their cheerleader and I'm here to be their inspiration. And that's enough right now. I'm as much as I would love to not be by myself because I'm very much an extrovert and I thrive off of communication with other people. Um, I'm okay with most days I'm okay with being enough and and just move forward yep and I I totally agree I I, you know life is not perfect you don't have to always be on or be happy like 24 7 every single you know minute of the day and every single day um we are human right we all go through that same roller coaster emotional no matter what like people are going through at this time um yeah, I really love that. I really how that you shifted your mindset and that you're co-parenting with your, your ex and with the kids and yeah, just juggling it all. And I, and I said this to you before in the past too, when we were having a, a coffee chat and updates on clients and so forth, you're like, I'm like, you're a super mom, like, you know, and I know there was a conversation that says like, you were kind of, um, second guessing yourself as like a, a mom or your time or your mental health. And I'm like, Yo, I'm like, you are super mom. You're juggling like three kiddos and having to work at nine to five and, you know, helping support our team and our clients. Like that is a lot. I could not even imagine to be able to, to do that, you know, and, um, and for your mamas out there, it doesn't matter whether you have one kid or three kids, it doesn't matter. I think everyone, every mom is a super mom (laughs) to be able to handle all of that. I remember that. I mean, I have help from my husband when my kiddo was born. And even then that, that was still hard. I had support from my husband, um, but it's still hard. You, You see this little human and they're all, depending on you, (laughs) they don't realize it, right? 
But anyways, thank you so much. I love that conversation and I'm glad you're such in a good place right now. And um, I hope everyone has gotten some inspiration out of Dana's story and what she had gone through and how she shifted from um, her past of just being divorced, working in the nine to five and how her world looks like now and being surrounded by like-minded people that help her move forward and soar in life. So with that, we are also going to do rapid fire questions. So, <laughs> um, so it's just look with the jaw, whatever I kind of like look out on my list here. So um, we'll get started. So first question is, um, what song do you hate right now? Do I hate the theme song to My Hero Academia? <laughs> <laughs> Because my son, like I said, we're nerds, or maybe I haven't said, but fun fact, we're nerds, and that's his current favorite anime, and we listen, he listens to it nonstop, all day. Mm -hmm. Love it. <laughs> um, what is your most embarrassing moment? So many. Um, Whatever comes right through your head right now. My first thought... Um, was back in high school because who doesn't have embarrassing moments from high school but I was walking down the stairs and it was the busy hallway of all places but I thought I would do this funny like hop skip down and I don't know if my knee or I slipped but I slipped and I went oh. <laughs> down and everybody saw me <laughs> oh my goodness and they did that um oh. mainly for me it was like when I wore heels and I did the whole like wobble like ankle almost <gasps> twist where you catch yes. yourself and <laughs> they're done that too yeah <laughs> um what is your favorite meal um being southern I'm very much into like comfort soul food and I don't eat it enough because I eat too much of it <laughs> and I honestly shameful embarrassment but I can't cook it as well so mm -hmm. unless I'm at a restaurant or one of my friend's parents makes it I don't usually get the good stuff <laughs> <laughs> Wednesday Sunday when I do come and visit you yes you're going to take me to all the amazing restaurants to stuff my belly <laughs> I love trying new restaurants yes yeah, same I know same here um and last question what makes you a ninja what makes me a ninja? Um, the satisfaction of hearing them say, ta-da, <laughs> when there's last minute projects and they're like essentially 24, 48 hour turnaround on a list of a hundred candidates that needs to be updated. And I work very late to get it done so that they can have it by 9 a.m. the next morning or whatever the case may be, by the next meeting, essentially. Um, I love that. As most people get frustrated, they're like, what the crap? I'm like, oh, let's do this. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to get it done. And I'm going to like work out my little process real quick and like get my system and just kind of flow with it and get it done very quickly. <laughs> I totally agree with you. That is what makes you a ninja for sure. And for those who don't understand the dynamics of our team, they do not need to work past office hours. That is their choice and goes to show the commitment 
that they have with within our team and supporting our clients, right? So they are not forced to, okay? They're their own CEO. <laughs> they have that it choice, so I'm not forcing them. Um, but that is what makes, I feel like, our team the best, though, when we really do need to hit the ground running in order to support a client because we know how important it is. Um, they are able to do that. They kind of have that flexibility. So I really do appreciate that from them, even though I don't expect it out of them. Um, all right. And so that is all everything that we've touched on. How can people connect with you if they want to learn more about you personally, or even just looking at any of the service and products that you um, offer? Um, so I do have a website. It is www.dd virtualmanagement.com. They can also use that same um, DD virtual management to find me on Facebook, which is eight times out of 10 up to date with yes. like what's going on, <laughs> but that's definitely the best way to reach out to me and kind of see what I offer um, with my packages and things. Love it. There will and be a lot of changes going on in there. So if they want to stay tuned, that would be great. <laughs> Keep an eye out, everybody. So once she has it all updated, go check it out. Um, you'll be able to find all of Dana's links um, in the show notes. So you are able to click right there and be able to find her. Um, and then the last questions before we end it off is, what are you thankful for? I am thankful for so many things. It's one of my, like, morning routine is to sit down and think about at least one good thing mm -hmm. um today I'm thankful for a house to protect me from the rain because it's raining <laughs> <laughs> um and I'm thankful for my family that supports me whenever they can my sister's helping watch my daughter right now so that we have a quiet background <laughs> I love that um and I'm thankful for finding the VA world and all the doors that it's opened up so far. Perfect. Thank you so much for that. And I think and thankful for you and the team and our clients, full of gratitude. I appreciate you having you on my team. Um, so that is it, everyone. So feel free to um, comment below if you have any questions for me or Dana. Again, if you have more of questions for Dana directly, you can find her link in the show notes. So remember to count your blessings and not your problem. I will see you guys later. Peace out, Ninja Squad. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I appreciate you. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button and follow me on Instagram at Rachel Errington for more shenanigans. If you do share a podcast, please add hashtag tenfoldpodcast. And don't forget to join us every first and third Tuesday of the month. You don't want to miss out on all the awesomeness from this show. Peace out, Ninja Squad. No, seriously, get out of here. Love you. Bye.